0: Welcome to the Vortex Nation podcast, brought to you by lovers of hunting, shooting, public lands, the Second Amendment, and good food. What is up, everybody? Mr. Sawyer Briel, to my right. Sawyer, it's been a minute. I'm back. It's, you're back. You're back, baby. It's good, back. To, good to have you on. Yeah. We're joined by Mr. Scott Graves, virtually. And uh, Scott is from an organization called Special Operations Excursions, oftentimes shortened to SOX, a really, really cool, great organization. So we're going to talk about that. I'm going to briefly outline what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk a little bit about Scott. We're going to talk about the organization and the really cool, important work that they're doing. And we're going to talk about a, uh, a cool project that we're working on. It's kind of like a, an apparel project, film project, and also a project where the folks out there, you, I'm pointing at you, if you're watching on YouTube, can get involved. Yeah, you, so.
1: you may be asking yourself, why is there a t-shirt on the table? If you're watching on YouTube, yeah, <sighs> you're going to have to tune in and stay with us. Here. Watch, watch till end, yep. right? That's what
0: they yep. say. Scott, what's going on, dude? It's, uh, it's awesome. Thanks for joining us today.
2: Glad to be here. Thanks a lot.
0: Tell us, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got... Involved with special operations excursions.
2: So first off, no military background. Kind of fell into this whole thing by a twist of fate. Very blessed to be where I am now. My background prior to the nonprofit life was worked in lawn care in Nashville for like 15 years. Grew up middle of nowhere, rural West Tennessee, a place called Real Foot Lake. So in that area, for a side business, I had a little hunting lodge, some buddies there, a little hunting camp, nothing crazy. When go back to like 2012, time frame, visiting some friends from West Tennessee who were stationed at Fort Lewis in Washington. Brian Bowling's a Green Beret out there, and visiting Becca and Brian, Becca's his wife, talking about what Green Berets do for us, for citizens, for our country, deployments, and it all hit home really hard that these guys were out here risking their lives for us, This was 10 years ago, so the war on terror was wide open. Afghanistan, Iraq, you name it, we were getting after it. You know, hearing Brian's story of, man, just the struggles that guys go through, coming back home. Like, for guys who love the outdoors, like, us, it's easy. We go in the backyard, weekend's off work, we can go scout, hunt public, do all the things. Well, imagine being a SEAL or a Green Beret, and you're gone, deployed six months. You come back home, you're off work for a week visiting your wife and kids, then you're back again to training. And training's not at home, it's Arizona or Colorado, you're out of state. So a lot of these guys who love the outdoors simply lack the resources to get into the outdoors. Uh, They like the cash for expensive lease somewhere or the free time to go scout public. So a lot of guys like Brian, love the outdoors, simply quit going. They're like, hey, my priorities know my career, my country, my family. And so your outdoors hobby kind of goes away. So Brian and I discussing all of that offered up using my hunting camp, you know, free of charge for his team, his 12-man ODA. Come out here, we'll hang out in the outdoors, we'll hunt, fish, do all the cool stuff. The way life works, it didn't work out. Brian pcs he moved bases to a new, to Fort Bragg, North Carolina, Got to be a cadre at Robin Sage. So uh, Brian moves into the Carolinas. The idea of all this kind of got put on pause for a short time. He had a really good buddy named Jimmy Adams, who was at Fifth Group Green Beret, Fort Campbell, Kentucky. And Jimmy, like Brian, very, very busy career. His team's very busy. Guys like the outdoors, but lack like places to go. So uh, Brian linked Jimmy and I up. We met up for lunch one day, had that interesting conversation of strangers like, hey, I got a hunting camp. You guys come visit and hang out anytime, free of charge, no hook, just show up. Like that's the kicker, just show up with us and hang out. That's legit how Sox is born. Just some Green Berets visit us, and they brought their friends. Those guys brought their friends. That was all in 2013. Maybe eight guys that first year. By year two, 50 guys. By last year, 10 years in, almost 1,000 guests at events across the entire globe.
0: I mean, that's crazy. I mean, that that is a lot of participation in, in a program. I mean, you guys are running through and helping out a lot of folks there. I mean, that's, that's pretty astounding.
2: Uh, it's mind boggling for me. Again, you know, I'm A guy from doing the lawn care world of civilian life and now I'm fully immersed in the special operations world of slash outdoors, vortex optics, you know, hunting guide. It's just a unique place to be in life.
0: I love it. I love it. What would you like, if you're going to describe like, the mission, you know, of, of special ops excursions. Like what do you, I mean, yes, you guys are, are bringing guys or folks out for these, for these events, but, but like, what's the why behind
2: it? Yeah. So like the core mission statement for us is providing outdoor adventures for active duty, special operations, guys, their teams and their families. So we do kids camps, spousal events, you name it. And the why is because, You've got this very, very small percentage of military who are doing incredible work behind the scenes. There's no PR for them, no recognition. They're not seeking that, but they're out there defending our freedoms day in and day out, year around across the globe. So it's our way, regular Joes, giving back and saying thank you.
0: Yeah. One of the coolest things... That I see with what you guys are doing is is you are involving the family. Like you said earlier, it's like these these guys they're doing this hard work. They're gone a lot. They're they're either working or training to work. You get back home. I mean, I can see where it would be even difficult to be like, hey, I'm going to go on this hunt with, with, with socks. But by bringing their families into the fold, you know, number one, that's an easier sell, and and number two, you're providing an experience and memories for the entire family. And I just, I just think that is, um, just monumental.
2: Yeah. Our founder, Brian, some to me, pretty profound years ago, uh, like you're a green beret. Like he was. And so you miss all the first, the first day of school, the first birthday, the first Christmas you're deployed to training. So with socks, you bring your kids out and you're there for the first fish. You're there for the first deer and creating that lifelong family memory. And that's, it's important.
1: Ah, I'm getting chills. And you mentioned active duty, Scott. Out of those kind of ballpark 1,000 folks that you guys are taking out, are those all active duty? Are there some They thing? are. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's what I always thought was kind of unique because there, there are a great number of programs out there doing incredible things for, for veterans and their families, but you don't typically hear active duty getting support like you guys are doing. Is it unique kind of how you guys have structured that?
2: It is, yeah. There are a few groups out there doing similar missions, but they may be an all-encompassing, you know, active, retired veteran, injured lawyers, or Gold Star families. We focus on just the guys who are still in the fight, and we do it kind of a backwards way. There's not, you know, guys have called me up looking for a calendar of events, but there's no real online calendar of things to sign up for. So what we do is the guys can call us and go, hey, I'm downrange, country, XYZ. I get back with my family, my team, uh, like one December, I'm on leave for 10 days. Can me and the wife and kids come out and do an event on these dates? And we book their trip around their free time. It's kind of a unique approach to it, you know, meeting their white space and their free time because it is so limited.
1: And I know you guys have a home base, but can you give us kind of an idea of how many locations throughout the country you guys are operating out of to take these folks on these experiences? Is it just a handful or are you kind of going to them or how does that work?
2: So we do events currently about 25 States in the U S we're in Alaska, Canada, African safaris. These are all again, for our guys, free trips, kind of the way it's worked oddly enough over the last, you know, 10 years, say you're a seal. You grew up in in Iowa or somewhere. You retire out, you go back home. These guys will call me up. you took me out my first duck hunt two years ago. Now, I want to guide pheasant hunting on my family ranch every fall. And we groom that way very organically as folks who are already in the fold and know the SOX mission, know how it works. They get it. And now they're our biggest volunteers as well as big outfitters too. Like we do uh, a lot of outfitters call us up and we'll donate their unbooked days for our program. We kind of cover logistics and get the guys there and the outfitter will cover the hunt, the lodging, the meals. And we can always ship up gear as well. Like, Vortex, for instance, we have like a four loaner kit for big game hunting. So if we have guys going out west for a trip, we can give them a loner gun, loner optics, bono, spotting scopes, all the good stuff they need for a successful trip, you know, with an outfitter or public land, whatever it might be.
1: And I think that the way you guys have set set it up and the the buy-in you've got from people who have participated in the program is really smart for a couple of reasons because you look at any reason why someone didn't hunt as much as they wanted the last year, obviously time, but access. Mm -hmm. Access Mm -hmm. is so, so critical. And especially for your guys who aren't, don't have the time or luxury to go out there and scout. And then I think the other thing is the, the buy-in and paying it forward. Mm -hmm. So you guys aren't hamstrung by, well, we've only got two places we can duck hunt, one we can deer hunt maybe in, in one pheasant place. Like you guys are just organically expanding that. Well, I'd say to
0: me that's a huge testament to the impact that these events are having on the folks who get to participate on their lives and how meaningful of an experience that it was that when they have time they're like, "Yep, this is a big deal. This is important. I want to be a part of it. I want to be able to, you know, pass pass something similar on to somebody else and help them out." I just think, like I said, I think that's just a, a huge testament to, to what you guys are putting together and, and how it's impacting the folks. How, like, what are some, maybe, maybe examples may not be the right word, but like, how would you say these experiences, you know, are impacting the lives who, of those who, who get to participate and their families? And, and I guess I'd also say the, the lives of the people who are, I guess, you know, putting on the experience.
2: Yeah, I mean, in my mind, in like for my my story is it's changed my life forever. Uh, you know, I worked civilian world for my entire adult life. I could not go back to that world now. Like I'm so working with the best of the best. Their guys, their morals, their values, they're polite. I mean, it's just they're phenomenal people. And uh, I know for a fact we've saved lives. You know, you hate saying that. We're not here to you know preach that, but. You know, guys go through struggles they do with their job. And uh, the outdoors can save you. And you guys know that. I know that. I've seen it save marriages. I've seen dads and their kids on a fishing trip and dads losing it, balling behind a truck somewhere. Hey, what's wrong? I've been gone for three years traveling nonstop. This is my first time with my son in years. And we're fishing together. It's impactful. And so you have that aspect of it. Plus you have uh, the volunteers, the guys who take these boys out. Like this last week, we were in Dakotas with Flatland Flyaways. It's so like Alex and his family take guys out for us you know, fairly often. And uh, I know for Alex, it's kind of our running joke, our best friends are all military guys. We talk to all the time. You come out for a week, you hang out together, but you leave as best friends. And that's, that's big time important.
0: Man, that's huge. Yeah, I mean, even just hearing you you know, talk about it, I mean, like I'm getting emotional just, just hearing, you know, you express, you know, how how, the impact that it is having on, on people. It's just, just incredible.
1: So it sounds like a little bit of serendipity, Scott, as far as how everything started, but how did you guys kind of land and continue to focus on like the Green Berets and some of the, more of the special forces type of community? Because again, kind of that theme of something you don't hear a lot about is some of the programs specifically for those people like and i'm sure it's by design but i mean those guys are kind of just ghosts man like they're 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 among us but we have no idea
2: yeah and like with that so the reason we're kind of green beret seal marsoc afsoc focus our founders were all green berets jimmy and brian and the guys so they i didn't at all know their world because i entered their world with this program at that time, still unnamed, just giving back, doing my part. The thing was, they're like, hey, our guys are in the fight, hardcore. Think about you know Navy SEALs, what those guys do. You've watched movies, read the books. They're everywhere all the time, and they're getting after it. You know, MARSOC guys in the Marine Corps, PJs, CCTs, in the Air Force. These are guys, like I said, I wouldn't call them ghosts. They're normal, like us, normal guys who do a unique mission, mm-hmm. and they put their entire life on hold for their mission. And so, a Jimmy and Bron thing was: well, let's honor those dudes for giving their absolute all for us. In return, we ask for nothing. So, our program—we're ten years old, but you are our first media. The Vortex film coming out. We've done ten years of zero PR, no TV shows, no media at our events. It's purely a program for the boys and their families, and it's not for the world to come in and watch. Mm-hmm
0: i I'd say that's also a testament to the uh <laughs> the growth of the program is like how much it has grown with like you said zero media zero p r just doing good things for for great people and having it just you know that that completely organic growth man that's a that's a pretty special thing for sure it is what about well speaking of media then maybe this is a nice transition we'll be having. A cool piece of media come out here in the near future, slash somewhat congruently with this podcast, Sawyer. Maybe uh, maybe you and Scott can talk a
1: little bit about that. For sure. I mean, we are this is a project that I haven't seen the room light up like it did in a long time. like we're we're all very passionate about what we do. I love working here. I love the stuff I do on a daily basis. This is the stuff that that gets me up in the morning. So I think everyone is just so fired up for this. And I think from a Vortex standpoint, we are very lucky to have the folks that we do that that run our products, that interact with the brand. And when we're supporting stuff like this, one, it should never be about us. That's kind of the North Star. Like if, mm-hmm. it, if it doesn't check that box, like we're not doing it. And it has to be tangible. It has to be something that, that is making an impact that, most importantly, the the organization or the people that they can see and they can feel. It's it's not just going to be lip service. It's not just going to be, yeah, we wrote you wrote you a check. See it see you again next year. Hope you guys have a good year. It has to be more than that. And I think this is a really really impactful project that we're super passionate about. So I mean, Scott, hop in at any point. But I know you mentioned Flatland Flyways. So hunting will certainly play. A, a role in all of this, because it's at the core of, of your program, obviously, among other things. But we worked with you guys and a gentleman by the name of Steven Spurlock on a film. We're still waiting on the first cut. I'm sure it'll be out. I don't know when this episode's coming out, but... Anxiously awaiting. Yes. Yes. But just seeing some of the clips and seeing the feedback and talking to Steven, we're we're incredibly excited to to help put you guys out there a little bit more because I know you're humble by nature. The the people in the program are humble by nature. So it, it was an opportunity. In, in general,
0: we are at Vortex as well, which y- is probably.
1: <laughs> yes, it's very hard to talk about things sometimes. <laughs> yes, that's a good way to put it. Maybe
0: we didn't get the best group
1: together to yeah, do this. Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> you talk about it. No, you talk about it. But it's just an opportunity to show the world what you guys are doing because it is a story worth telling. Mm -hmm. um, And it does two things. One, it's more appreciation for for you, Scott, and the folks in the the program. And one, you never know who's out there watching. It might be somebody with 400 acres. It might be someone that, that has been looking to support something like this, hasn't found it it might be a guy that is just reentering civilian life and is is looking for a release or looking for something that's going to help. Mm-hmm. So it's like multi-pronged but man this is a story we got to tell. Like that's been the that has been the the gist of it from the start like this is incredible how do we tell this story? Exactly. And and sorry, you know, you you mentioned earlier like, you know,
0: just even, you know, access and opportunity for a person looking to get into the outdoors, but you touched on another access thing a second ago. It's like people out there, they want to help, right? And they have they have a similar things in their heart that you did, Scott, but they, but they don't have that outlet. And I think, like you said, sorry, just building some awareness around this program, it's definitely, you know, could be, you know, the entry point into, you know, finding that
1: outlet. So so kind of Home Base is going to be the film that we're working with Scott and his team on and Steven and his team on. So that'll be coming out. You'll be able to, to watch it on YouTube, like anything else that that we launch. Obviously, we're going to be working directly with you guys on that, but I think the most, not the most, that's not fair, another very exciting piece of it is, Mark, if you would like to do the honors. Well, I will address the uh, the t-shirt
0: in the room, mm-hmm. and I'll hold it up, and, and maybe MC Ryan might even like uh, interject a graphic in here at some point, but this is, I guess this is the back of the shirt. So And this is the front of the shirt.
1: Yep. So the story behind this, we got connected up with a gentleman by the name of Billy. He has an Instagram account called Tactical Doodles. Does some very incredible work on the artwork side. Definitely check that out. But we are trying to think of what can we do that's unique that's gonna create a tangible benefit for Scott and his program. So how this is gonna work is we're gonna launch the film. Hopefully millions and millions of people are gonna get familiar with socks and Scott, you'll be backed up on emails for eight years. Yeah. Um, Scott's like, I'm I'm busy enough. Already, yeah, right?
0: like, no, I think like, I'm
1: good. But it's too late to rethink this, Scott. You're in. But in tandem with, in, yeah. in tandem with that film launch, this is gonna be a limited edition. When it's gone, it's gone. T-shirt that we had our friend Billy at Tactical Doodles put together that we really wanted to capture the essence of socks and of the people in the program, the important work they've done, and we threw a duck in. Obviously, is a little shout out to, to Alex at Flatland Flyways. But we wanted to capture all of those themes. And there's a, this is a very limited run, and all proceeds will go directly to Socks. Yep. All, all of them, 100%. So the, the film's really cool. The shirt's really cool. But at the end of the day, what's most important is that money going directly to Socks to support their programs and all the great work they're doing. And it just happens to be a really awesome shirt. So.
0: It's a really awesome yeah, shirt,
1: is. and if if you're
0: watching YouTube, you might be able to see it. But the, the duck does have night vision. And I tell you what, man, if they get night vision, it's over. I'll never get one again. Mm-hmm. Are you hunting at night? No. Okay. I'm saying they wouldn't. They wouldn't <laughs> fly during the day. at all. Did That's Mark, what did Mark just report no. himself? Okay. No, yeah. this is not self reporting. I'm okay. saying they would have no reason to fly during the day, Sawyer.
1: <laughs> we'll leave during it at. legal hunting hours, we'll, Sawyer. We'll leave it at that. But Scott, I'm. I can shut up for a second. Like, I definitely want your perspective on this too.
2: No, like with us, the film is a big deal. Uh, It's our first time doing anything quite like this, but you were right. It's, we've been kind of behind the scenes for 10 years doing our mission and growing, but you know, we're at that point, we needed some help to hit that next big growth spurt. And that was the mission sharing it finally you know, finding more big outfitters across the U.S. who want to give back to the troops and their families to offer up, you know, their excursion for themselves. You know, is going to be a huge success in getting the mission out there and letting the Green Berets, you know, Brian, Jimmy, Corey, and Josh, really tell their story, which is important as well. Like, their 20 years plus the guys had in service in the Global War on Terror, they were getting after it, you know, for a long time and how the outdoors, you know, healed them. You come back on a work trip and you go outside and man, the world's good again before you go see mom and the kids. So I think it's good for people to hear that that, you know, our guys are in the fight, you know, hardcore and the outdoors is important to all of us for a lot of reasons.
0: It really is. I, I cannot claim to have any life experiences even remotely close to what these guys have done, been through. But I can say just from my own personal experiences, I never find more clarity than, than when I'm hunting or fishing. And so, like you said, the healing power of the outdoors, um, I don't know, there's just something just truly, you know, organic and grounding and uh, it's, it's an amazing place and you guys are providing some amazing experiences to, to help folks out, that's for sure. But outside of the shirt program, Ryan or uh, Sawyer, sorry, I was looking at Ryan. Where, uh, where else can folks find out a little bit more about socks and, and you know, if they just want to make a donation?
2: Our website is specialopsexcursions.org. On the excursions, there's no E. It's just the X, C-U-R-S-I-O-N-S. Uh, so the website, you can go online and donate. Five bucks, ten bucks, anything helps. We're a very small program. And then also social media, uh, Instagram, Facebook, we are on there. We don't share a whole lot. We try to do a poster or two per week uh, and highlight outfitters and guides giving their time to our men in service.
0: Awesome.
1: Awesome. Did we, did we miss anything? I mean, I, I'd put it to you, Scott. Is there any other stories you want to tell or can tell or any other peek behind the curtain you guys want to give for the org or some of the things that oh, you're man. doing? I know That's... it's all very private uh, and yeah, to yeah, a degree secretive, so it's kind of hard to. To tell that story, Man, so sometimes I've got a really but...
2: good story I'll tell if i've got a little time. So uh, I love seeing transformations of guys. So you know, dudes show up with us. Maybe they're burned out, they're stressed out, had a really bad work trip downrange, or you have guys who grew up Brooklyn or LA or somewhere who are not at all outdoorsmen who try us out for their first time a field. And so uh, my buddy Brian's retired now probably going to embarrass him a little bit, but Brian's first time with us for a program, his commander sent him out for a trip with us. And so Brian comes to our Tennessee hunting camp full of like country boys and big trucks and fire pits, smokers rolling, country stuff. And so Brian gets out like a, you know, flat bill hat, skinny jeans, his little fast and furious car. And he's like stuck out of the water. He's just like, man, like, where am I at? What am I doing here? And we're like, man, come on Have a good time with this, all the good stuff. And uh, he had a great time his first turkey or deer hunt, forget what it was, but he had a great time with us. He grew up like Boston, inner city kind of kid, and uh, he met some country boys, and they ate barbecue bologna all night, nice, <laughs> all the good stuff of the South. And so, like, the next year, he calls me again. Can you come back out for trip two? I'm like, you sure can. Come back out. Comes out this time. He's a little more country. I'm like, guys, guys, he's getting it. He's an outdoorsman now. Year three rolls around Calls me again, like, hey, man, can I come back out for a trip? Like, I love the outdoors. I'm like, yeah, dude, come on out. Pulls up his big four-wheel drive truck, pulls up, guy hops out. I'm like, who's this? It's Brian. Fully embrace the outdoors. Camouflage jacket, camouflage hat, wearing his banded gear. I'm like, are you a hunter now? Like, yeah, I'm completely a hunter. <laughs> so, I'm all in. This is my lifelong hobby. I'm all about it. So I love seeing stuff like that. That's a new hunter. We're a dwindling thing. Numbers are down year in, year out. If we can get guys out there who aren't really hunters, who will try it once? I mean, it's awesome, you guys know. And you try it once, you're hooked.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. And
2: the same for our youth program. Like I love seeing, you know, dads and kids in the outdoors, once it's dab or a kid, and that's impactful and amazing and a blessing. But you see these kids who are like, no, nah, I'm not into hunting by the, end of the weekend. They're like, when can I come back? I want to try fishing now on a deer hunt or a pheasant hunt. And you're like, yes, I've got you. Like, here's more trips. Keep going. Love this all you can.
1: Dude. Phenomenal. I, I love it. I love it. I mean, yeah. that,
0: that's a great story. I mean, it just really shows that this is life changing. Like you said, it's, it could be life saving, but it's also life changing. And that goes for the operators. It goes for their families. It goes for their kids. I mean, just, and beyond, beyond the experiences that you provide for them, because they get involved and just the ripple effect is truly, truly amazing. So Scott, thank you for all of the work that you do. We're super pumped to, to be working with you and, and working on this project and hopefully beyond just truly important work. And uh, yeah, thanks to you and thanks to uh, all the special, uh, special operators out there. Yeah, your, your work does not go unnoticed and we appreciate it.
2: Yeah, I just want to say thanks to Vortex, your entire team, for getting behind us and believing in us. Uh, so we're uh, a large volunteer group of people that run these events across the country, but we're all volunteers. And uh, these are guys who mean the world to our team at Sox, well, like Alex at Flatland. They give up their lodges, their time, for the troops and their families year in, year out. And without the volunteers, there's no program. I'm behind the scenes keyboard warrior, you know, doing phone calls. I'm not really guiding hunts myself. I'm assuming logistics. So the volunteers make the program, our sponsor make the program, like said, Vortex and Bandit, all these good guys, go, go above and beyond for the troops and for us. We love it.
0: Awesome. Well, thanks again, Scott. Thanks, Sawyer. Thanks everybody for listening. Thanks to the volunteers. Thanks to our military. Thanks everybody for listening. And if you are interested in supporting these guys, definitely give their website a look. Check them out. There's a spot to donate there. Practice my words. Get yourself one of these really, really cool shirts. That's another way to get involved as well. And until next time, man, thanks again, everybody. Happy hunting and shooting. We'll catch you on the next one. All right, that'll wrap it up for this episode of the Vortex Nation podcast. Thanks, everybody, for listening. If you like what you hear, hit that subscribe button, give us a review, or leave a comment. We want to hear what you have to say. If you have a question or topic suggestion, let us know that as well via the Vortex Nation podcast YouTube page or any of Vortex's social platforms. That helps us cover exactly what you want to hear so we can provide the best information to help you with your hunting, shooting, and related activities and ultimately enjoy them to their fullest potential. Thanks again for listening. We'll catch you on the next one.